0: Okay. I don't know if it's going to become a habit or not, but um, sitting down to talk to you is like a good time to moisturize. And one thing I noticed about being inside, my skin is like sandpaper.
1: My hands feel like bricks right now. Right.
0: Well, of co- I expected my hands to be dry because we wash them all the time, but all of my skin just feels dry. And mm. I'm like, I don't know if that's because I'm not going out or I'm just not, I don't know what it is, but like. As you can see, this is like, this ain't lotion. This is like the big guns. Mm -hmm. And um, I need it. And it has to go everywhere.
1: I know. I tend to lotion when I have to go outside. That's my cue to put on lotion.
0: Correct. And if you're not necessarily, well, I try to moisturize in the shower as soon as I get out. But everything has just been so like, moisturizing feels like an outside people thing to do people who don't go nowhere you know wash the bits and pieces and go put those clothes back on Ew. so uh yeah that's what's happening over here hmm. and my feet are like oh my god they're so dry hey
1: Hey. so apparently this sitting inside thing is getting harder for me
0: yeah I noticed that you had a bit of a moment today
1: and last night mm-hmm. mm-hmm. last night was worse Mm. my chest hurt like straight through to my back. Mm -hmm. It's like these intermittent like cramps or whatever.
0: So I have a friend in the medical industry and she has been in the medical industry since we were in the seventh grade. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, I swear to you that I would go to her with medical things in high school before she even got to college. Um, We call her nurse nightmare because anything she might say, she's always going to take it, you know, go to the ER.
1: But is she wrong?
0: Um, her diagnoses are almost never wrong, but the intensity of what she wants you to do can be a little much. Like, I have a hangnail, and it's kind of blue. Okay, it's grade one infection of the blah, 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 blah. Go to the ER.
1: Necro- no, not necrophilia. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> Necrosis. Thank you. Okay, now. Necrosis.
0: Necrophilia. Is that a topic you want me to... Anyway, that' um, sounding, right, so I asked a friend, "Hey, dude's got this, 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 and this, and she asked me some rapid fire questions, which it's pretty fascinating, actually, that we have this system. What were place. the questions um right now, laying on his front or his back or his side? I answered that um, can he lift his head hands up above his head? I answered that best as I could um, last meal. Just a lot of rapid fire things. So not a heart
1: attack, not indigestion, not
0: a heart attack, not indigestion. Just went through all the go to, you know, stroke, whatever, all the things, um, maybe 10 rapid fire text message questions. And then she very quickly was like, anxiety, gotta go. I mean, she works in the ER in Bergen County, which is the number one county for coronavirus cases. So the fact that she even took time out
1: to deal. Shout out to Nurse Nightmare. Appreciate
0: it. Correct. Um, So that's it. I do think that, I mean, she did not mean in any way that the pain wasn't real, obviously. No, 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 no. no. But that the cause of it could help figure out how to handle it. Right. Um, Honestly, today frightened me more than yesterday.
1: My My to go outside,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I'm upstairs, and you painted the bedroom, so everything was kind of topsy turvy um I came up to start getting things back together. swapped out um one of our bed frames for another bed frame that mm-hmm. was a little bit more solid um <laughs> <laughs> and I was pretty okay it was actually nice to do something with my hands and be molly constructive for a minute Mm -hmm. and then i just had trouble breathing like my chest just felt heavy Mm -hmm. and initially when i came downstairs i actually said i'm going outside um it was i wasn't even thinking about you having to come with me or coming with me obviously i appreciated it Mm -hmm. but i just knew i needed to get outside like Mm -hmm. asap Mm -hmm. um and almost as soon as i touched fresh air it all started to right calm and ebb so
0: so Actually, that's not quite what happened. I had just gotten off of a meeting. um, And you said you wanted to go out. And you asked me if I wanted to go. You were like, you want to take a walk? And I was like, sure. And I was like, and you said, because I need to get outside. Hmm. I said, sure, let me just send this one last email. Right. And you were like, nah, nigga. Now. You didn't say that. Mm -hmm. But you were like, I have to go outside right now. And I was like, all right, let's go. Um... So, pain I can handle anxiety is tough for me. Mm-hmm. I know what to do in in both situations, but anxiety <clears throat> is a is a tougher one
1: and it's funny like, so i've had I've experienced depression like most everybody has at some point um i've most think, people have not no
0: suffered from depression, no, it's very small mm-hmm. well, but they at least know what it feels like
1: right so I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with being anxious and worried and fear and all the other things. I have not ever had a panic attack, especially anything like yesterday. And yesterday for me was harder than today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then actually, I think because of yesterday I was able to identify better today that this was not like a it's physical, but it's not like I was having an asthma attack or um, allergies. It was like, this was something else.
0: Tell me again, what happened yesterday?
1: Um, how it felt.
0: Like when it happened? Was it something that was like, was, was the pain? Because you've been talking about the backache for a couple of days, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um. Yeah, so it had been, I guess, intermittent over the last two days, meaning Saturday, this past Saturday and Sunday. And it's like a hard cramp. <clears throat> it's like a hard. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like a heart cramp in my chest, but it runs straight through to my back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just this tightening up. If you've ever had a cramp before, it feels like just like that. Mm-hmm. But then the center of my chest running through my back and it would come for like. Three to five minutes and then it would subside. I'd be good for a little while. Like and yesterday when it happened, I end up sort of accidentally taking a nap. While I was um, trying to right. lay on the floor and kind of relax whatever, it yep. kind of faded out. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, I felt okay. Mm-hmm. And I was good for however many hours that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a really, really... I'm calling it not not in terms of like birth. I'm, I'm, I think of it in terms of like contractions. This really strong yeah. heart pain for X amount of minutes and then when it really resigns, yeah. So yeah, along those lines. I don't
0: know if I talked about it on a Facebook live or here about when I decided to leave my job and immediately started to have these intense migraines that felt like The money migraines. Yeah. The I really thought I was dying. Right. I really thought I had brain cancer and I was gonna die.
1: And I and I suffer from migraines. Uh I did a lot more Years ago. Now I get them every I remember. couple months. Yeah.
0: I remember when mm-hmm. we got one early on in our relationship. That was really scary. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. Um, so it's almost, it's really frustrating to know that your brain can put you in physical pain. It's not enough to be anxious or worried about the thing, but I have to be so anxious and worried that I'm in physical pain too. Right. It just seems like, really? Universe, you got to give me a migraine because I'm anxious? Right. What the?
1: But at the same time, you might have ignored the anxiety had it not been for the migraine.
0: Correct. Like at some point,
1: at some point, your body says, stop. Right. And it tells you to stop in unpleasant ways.
0: So can we talk about what I wanted you to do or what I would have wanted you to do if I could with the Anxiety. Why am I asking you? Like you wouldn't. Well, like you would. I tell guess my me
1: question, is, obviously, the answer is yes. But the question is, are you referring to yesterday or today? Today. Mm-hmm.
0: So yesterday, because it was physical pain involved, I would have just tried to, you know, I just wanted to help the physical pain, mm-hmm. and then go back from there. Right. But today, when it was more anxiety than physical pain, I couldn't. I really hated that you had to suffer because, as we all know, I am very pro meds. Up in this bitch, Mm -hmm. and if there's something out there that works for you, take it. I'm not one of those people that are like, "But big pharma, yep, big pharma's horrible." And also, they make things that work. So the med that I was prescribed for that exact sort of thing, I know would have done wonders for you today. And Mm -hmm. if I had some sitting around somewhere, I would have gave you one.
1: And I don't know.
0: Yeah, and you said no because you don't want to take away my goods and. Blah blah blah. Right. But I would have. I still would have given it to you. Um, I right. don't have anything that works in the moment. Everything I take is for long term. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm an addict, and the things that you, that work in the moment, they feel good. They're great. Right. You're not gonna just not be anxious. You're gonna be smoothed out and chill and very very happy. So, for me, that's a danger zone.
1: And that's where I was saying to you in a perfect world, if I was prescribed that, I would be handing it to you and telling you right. to put it someplace. Right. Because And I said to you, if you ever <laughs> end up you prescribed
0: it, don't tell me and go hide it somewhere. Right. So, that's going to work out great.
1: So, I don't have an addiction, but I know I have a predilection to being addicted to something. Mm-hmm. Um, alcoholic parents, I know my... Even beyond that, I know my propensity to latch on to things. Right. So the idea of...
0: You know, I don't see that. Like, I find it hard to believe. Anything can happen. But mm -hmm. I just see you, because you know that, being super careful. And taking half instead of a whole. And they're locked up here. And just doing all the steps. So
1: I think what it is, is because I've I've smoked weed. I, I drink. Um... And every time it's been a new thing, there's always that fear. Right. So, I didn't drink till I was twenty. I want to say twenty three, twenty four. Me too. Some of that was because of me and athletics, and some of it was just fear. Mm. Um, my now ex-wife said, "Listen, have a drink. I'll let you know if it's too much, whatever else." And I think that went a long, long way. <clears throat> God went a long way in uh, easing that initial worry but it was very much a worry for a long time mm-hmm. and then the first time I smoked I didn't approach weed the same way because weed is weed. Right. Um, what does that mean? I'm I didn't picture myself if it was some other drug cocaine whatever I might have been worried about being addicted to that mm. for whatever reason I wasn't worried about nobody weed.
0: ever is because people don't get addicted to it.
1: Also, Yeah. Well, It's more habit for me. And also, for me, weed was a means to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't for entertainment. It wasn't for enjoyment. Even like if I did an edible or whatever else. So it was, the purpose of it was to go to sleep. Okay. So because it wasn't fun, mm-hmm. I didn't approach it the same way. Okay. Um, what we're talking about now harkens me back to alcohol, where like just you saying it feels good makes me nervous. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. So if it felt good...
0: But drinking makes you feel good, too. It don't make you stop drinking.
1: Right. Um, But I think at this point, I know... It's about the new thing more than anything else. I've been drinking for 20 years now. I know that I can control that and manage that, whatever else.
0: Also, it's not fair, and I said this offline, too. It's not really fair for me to tell you what to expect because... Mm -hmm. I'm not you mm-hmm. and I am an addict. So I, you know, clearly those receptors hit for me. Right. So it felt good. I also never used those medications. I've always abused them. I, I abused them from the day I got my first prescription. Mm-hmm. So you got to get there. Um, so the, it's not necessarily the same.
1: The other thing too, and I don't know if it translates necessarily to um, any anxiety medication, but I also know I have a high tolerance. For a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't say this to brag, but people have tried to drink with me and it didn't fare well for them. I saw it. Um, I
0: saw it on New Year's Eve. mm -hmm. And you're just a little happy little drunk. Just a chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. While everybody else is laid out vomiting. You're like, hey guys! Right. How's everything? (laughs) Yay! Um, Let's drink more!
1: You introduced me to melatonin to sleep. Mm -hmm. and I
0: introduced... Everybody knows on it. It's great.
1: And from my understanding, from my conversations, folks are do two and a half to maybe 10. Right. I'm 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. I'm doing 25 to 30 just to sort of get and through the
0: night. maybe still get up. Right. So that tells me, again, I'm not a doctor, your miles may vary, um, that you need something that's stronger. So mm-hmm. here's the thing that I noticed with uh, people who are anti meds. Which I also respect, I should say. If you can keep depression in check with green tea, by all means, drink the tea. And that leaves more medication for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So people will say they can get to taking something in the moment quickly. You feel better and you don't have to take it again Mm -hmm. for another two months, three months, six months um, or week depending on what your needs are. Right. Um, but no one wants to take something that's definitely not habit forming, definitely low in side effects that you take every day.
1: See, I'm the opposite. Right. I'd much rather take the thing that I didn't feel every day
0: right? than take but the thing. But nobody wants to do that because it's like, well, like let's say you're taking the it for anxiety. No, it's not dependence. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have anxiety and there's the med that you take when you are in the throes Um, versus the med that you take all the time. Mm -hmm. However that stuff is synthesized in our livers and all the things, there are risk factors in the long-term meds, in any of them. Right. But obviously there's a bigger risk to take something every single day than there is to take something once a day or whenever you actually need it.
1: And I think that's the thing for me. I'm not thinking about the long-term effects. I'm thinking about the idea of addiction.
0: Right. That's why I make the decision that I make. Right. Um, so wait,
1: so does that mean you would have the option to do the as needed if, and, um, and not do the every day?
0: Well, anxiety is not really my ministry. I don't really suffer from anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, lately, past couple weeks, I've had a couple moments where it might have been helpful. But uh, I'm just trying to maintain not going up too high and not going down too low. Right. Anxiety is not really the thing. But there are meds you can take to bring yourself down quickly Mm -hmm. if necessary Um, or to lift yourself up quickly. I prefer to take a cocktail of medications every single day.
1: The other part too that I guess I feel like now is also sort of the wrong time to figure out.
0: It's a weird time.
1: If these meds are necessary for me because.
0: It's also the best time.
1: I feel like I was, I feel like I wasn't dealing with this. Before, what, isolation. sleep problems. No, that's sleep problems.
0: Oh, the, okay. that's all I would treat. I'm talking about
1: the panic attacks and the anxiety. Yeah,
0: that's I would treat that if I were your doctor. Yeah, wait right till start things normalize and therapy see, what happens, to right. see what's happening. And maybe um, again, a doctor would probably right now want to prescribe you something just so you're not suffering. To mm-hmm. be like, so what addicts normally do. If I was in a position where I had to take something, um, we'll do a prescription for five. Mm -hmm. Instead of 30 or 60. I've gotten a prescription for one because I'm going to the the dentist and I'm going to when I have to get certain things done at the dentist, I take a very, very, very high dosage of an anti-anxiety med so I can get there and just be a vegetable while I get my teeth done. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, you know, many people in uh, the recovery groups that I belong to are like, "Uh uh-uh, you can't do that. I've made the choice that it's worth it so that my teeth aren't falling out of my mouth. Um, that's And I get a prescription for one, literally one pill. Right. And I don't go pick it up. It gets filled by the dentist, and he has it there for mm. me when I get there. Right. So I get in. I check in. They give me the pill. I sit there until it kicks in, and then I go in and I get my dental work done. Um, So I don't even think I would need quite that right now if I needed to, but that's, that's the way that it's done. So I have a prescription for five hardcore pain reliever, pain relievers in my wallet. And that is because I have a cracked tooth and every once in a while, something crazy will hit it and all hell breaks loose. I've been trying to go to the dentist for like ever and it just hasn't happened.
1: I can't remember what happened last time. Oh, you got sick last I time. I got
0: sick last time and you wouldn't let me go. And I was like, please, please let me go. Right. And I didn't go. Um, So the dentist told me The last time I was there, he was like, you literally have a hole in your tube. When air hits that motherfucker, you're going to be in trouble. Right. Take this prescription. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing no hardcore or nothing. And he said, you do not want to wait. So you have to call me. Office is closed. But whatever, whatever. Keep the prescription on your person. Don't get it filled. You know, be in pain at Rite Aid, not trying to get to me. Right. So I have it in my wallet. And How long are they
1: good for, prescriptions?
0: Well, this particular prescription he filled for six months. Okay. So normally it's just a month or so, but it is for six months. Um, And the office is closed now. So if I do need it, I would have had to start over from scratch with a different dentist trying to get them to give me some pain relievers. Um, So meds.
1: Yeah, meds. Um
0: anti meds people, by the way, they take pain relievers. Because hmm. pain hurts. So why I can't take medications to hurt my mental pain? I don't normally get
1: I mean again, and I learned yesterday panic attacks hurt like a bitch. Yes, so they do. There's that. Shane,
0: I don't like anti med people. They make me angry.
1: I mean it's just, that's how I feel about anti vaxxers.
0: I hate them even more. Because Mm. they don't have anything based in real science. right? Anti-med people, at least, are like, I just don't want to take that. I don't want anything like that in my body. That's okay, though. But I still hate them.
1: I think there's also a privilege of not needing the thing to make that call.
0: Mm. I'm actually kind of talking about the ones who do need it Ah. who make that call. Like, for example, my sister, who, of course, I don't hate. And I think about my sister a lot. I, want, I can't be putting my sister's business on the street. But she reminds me that there are, there are alternative ways to make your life work for you. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't handle it the same way I do, but it works.
1: Do what you got, I guess. So part of my anxiousness and anxiety was due to a story that published today
0: all of your anxiety 95% if I'm your therapist did you see the story (laughs) did you see it though
1: um did you click on the link yeah yeah so funny enough the story isn't what had me anxious it was the photo
0: of course of course Jane yes of course it's is that's it
1: so um I wrote a story about missing my son's birthday because of isolation and everything else. Right. <clears throat> and so the plight of being a single dad in the midst of all this and what it means for custody and uh the guilt and all the things in the throes of a pandemic. Um I'm proud of the piece. Uh It's really good. I'm, I'm thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. Um uh, it was it was one of those that took me not very long to write Mm -hmm. it just kind of fell out of me although you got a picture of me in the course of writing it that i don't quite something different yeah i don't quite realize how tortured it was it wasn't didn't take long to write but i didn't realize how tortured i was in the course of writing it it
0: was a tight torture
1: it was a yeah (laughs) it was an in and out um rack but (laughs) you (laughs) know um so it's funny i didn't even like pitch it you Came, I think mm-hmm. I walked upstairs after you had a meeting. I was like, say right in, So, you ready?
0: Uh, yeah, so what happened was, I have a weekly meeting every Thursday with uh, what is Peter's uh, title? Is he a boss at large? man? Um, no, he's not, he's a senior editor. Nope, that's John, he's executive editor. Huh.
1: I, was <laughs> Sorry, say, I was about to say a- HNIC, but uh, no, no, he
0: wouldn't be that. Uh, so, Peter for, for is executive reasons. editor mm-hmm. at Level, and he's, um, you know, well, we'll talk about Peter Leveled later.
1: Level.medium.com. Level.medium.com.
0: I really, I I dig this dude. I really do.
1: I haven't had much interaction with him, but he seems like, a g- like one of the good ones.
0: Yeah, man. Like, especially for a writer like me, I can be really petulant, and I can be really demanding, and I can be really, you know, all the things that are just not cool. Like, I know for a fact that he and Jermaine sometimes be like, yo, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I'll just... Anyway, uh, we had our weekly meeting about different ideas. And we were talking about COVID coverage, obviously. And uh, I don't know if I told him that my daughter... Yeah, I told him that my daughter was with her dad. Mm-hmm. And he said, wait, do you and Shane live together? And I'm like, yeah, we live together. And and he said, well, where's Shane's son? And, I, you know, we just went into the whole thing. And he's like, there's a story there. Blurb, mm-hmm. blur, blurb. Blur, and... It kind of went from, it was sort of, it was a hundred percent organic, um, but it just when the conversation was done, we were going over all the new stories, and it was like, all right, Ilya, this one contact so and so, this one I'm gonna contact so and so, and this one, yeah, you know, Shane, yeah, he's there, so <laughs> whatever. And I was like, oh shit. So
1: this is the uh, the the up and the down of right our situation.
0: So you know, for the record, because there's a world
1: where Peter probably should have reached out to me and be like, not should have, but would have.
0: Uh, well, no, because in another world, he don't know you. Right, you don't exist. You right. exist because of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the record, when levels started, I made a point, like I, my goal, and I'm sure I probably said it somewhere before, was to not mix you up. Right. We were already completely mixed up in every other possible way. We are already working together um, on different projects. But Level, for all the reasons, I did not plan to include you in. Um, I was going to definitely tell you to pitch on your own. Sure. But
1: I wasn't bringing you in. Up until very recently, I had to wear headphones while you were <laughs> on meetings.
0: That was your choice. I never told you you had to do that. You didn't? Okay. No. The only reason why I told you to do that anyway... Oh yeah, no, because so, I kept
1: <laughs> w- waving my hands and saying no,
0: it's three. <laughs> so so. Um, well, yeah. But then I can help when we were doing launch, the de story mm-hmm. was kind of born mm-hmm. out of our real lives of having a sexual dysfunction issue in our lives.
3: Right.
0: That dysfunction meaning he can go too long, ladies. Not not long <laughs> enough. Just want to clear that up. Um, so. I couldn't not, were it not for that story, I'm not sure, like, I'm sure you'd have pitched and got your own pieces in, but there was no way I wasn't going to get that story, right? because it just was a great story, no matter mm-hmm. who was writing it, frankly, Um, and I knew you were qualified to do it, so I talked about it, and didn't say you were my boyfriend, right? talked about it, you know, everybody's like, yep, let's do it, I don't think, I think everybody was just Jermaine at this point, actually. Yeah, there's no Peter um, yet. There's no Peter yet and so you had a piece on level mm-hmm. at launch mm-hmm. but primarily because you know
1: my dick is weird <laughs>
0: it's a work of art but also you know
1: yeah. so um and when you came to me and said hey this is the thing that we want you to write i generally i didn't have any issues with the idea of writing it but what i didn't realize cause I wrote it the following morning is that I needed to write it for my own of course. sanity.
0: As a matter of fact, we, you were waiting to hear back from Peter on the logistics right. or if he actually really wanted it or if it was just an idea. And during that time you finished it. Yeah. And, um, and it ran as you wrote it with very little edits.
1: Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, it's, it's funny. So I'm out doing whatever, um, getting supplies, and I an email from Peter saying, yeah, send me a couple sentences. Um, I'll run it over to Jermaine and we'll discuss it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, actually, I wrote the first draft just because I needed to. Right. Here, you can have it. It's a great. <clears throat> and he went through it and said, this looks good. I'm talking to Jermaine, blah, blah. And then I got the green light. Mm-hmm. And then I think yesterday I got an email from him and said, I finally got to actually sit down with it. I just ran through it really quickly so I can discuss it. Now that I got to sit and marinate with it, he said it was a really good piece as yeah, well. Yeah. Which is great to hear because the last thing I was working on didn't pan out the way right, I wanted it to. And right. that's it's not
0: often that you get to redeem yeah. so quickly right. with the same editor at the same publication. Right. That's awesome.
1: And I kind of had Peter in a pickle because I was running behind right. and struggling and everything else right. and then not have it not fall through. To which mm-hmm. I was ready for him to be like, yeah, all right, fuck off. Mm-hmm. It's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but again, Peter's response even to that was like, don't worry about super it. Super smooth. Let's and like, go. yeah, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this feels, it was therapeutic right? just personally and professionally, it felt like a bit of a redemption from the struggle of mm-hmm. the last piece. So uh, overall, feel good today. Um, the only thing that had me was he, and I missed it, you saw it in the email, um, where he says, all the things about the pieces that he's, he goes, um, can you send me a picture of the two of you? Oh. And I'm digging, I'm looking, I'm looking, I send it to him. As soon as I sent it to him, I was like, oh, this is... And the thing I didn't mention was um, me and his mother generally have a rule that we keep him out of mm. mm-hmm. publications and X, Y, and Z. Yep. Um, I think he was. we randomly were shopping, toy shopping a couple of years ago. And there was a news crew there, and now it's fine, and just here and there, but the idea of using them in the actual publication mm-hmm. um was something we said we generally weren't gonna do
0: when and, and why um, I mean besides the obvious reasons of wanting to keep him private that's that's
1: pretty much it mm-hmm. uh that was pretty much the only reason and now, but I don't think the story I don't think it's the same story without the picture in a weird way, it's not um. So it needed to happen.
0: But I definitely know that, know and knew that your anxiety was about the photo, not the story. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's, I mean, it's good that you're experiencing this because it won't be the last time you have to post a photo that is specific. It doesn't have to happen all the time, but it will need to happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, ugh, it's the worst. It is just like a really, you feel so vulnerable and you just feel like. You know, it just feels like a lot. Right. So you, it would feel that way if it was just you. Like if you had done a photo, I mean, done a story about when your hair was falling out and when it grew back and mm-hmm. you wanted to show those pictures. I actually,
1: no, because I, I I sent that picture in a pitch. I actually pitched a hair it's piece. It's different
0: than seeing it. It's different than them putting publish. Mm. It's just a whole different thing. So you take something like that and add on your son, who you are not seeing regularly right now. Right. And it just becomes a whole,
1: and there's also the part where um so after the separation leading to the divorce right there so I kind of hit a low point mm-hmm. and so I lost my job, uh separation leading to divorce, I'm not seeing my son as much as I want to, and now every time I'm with him, it's like facebook page Facebook post Facebook post it, mm-hmm. looking back, I realized how much I was um using him to make myself feel better
0: i have to disagree i've heard you say that before and i and i just wholly disagree with that Mm. you were with your child Mm -hmm. you took pictures Mm -hmm. you put them on facebook how is that any why do you need to have a job and money in your pocket for that to not be that's all we that's all anyone does with their kids to make us feel better to so, make us feel connected to them, to make us feel connected right. to parenting, to make us feel connected to their lives, like
1: so they're developed a frequency one and a lack of anything else. Doesn't matter. Okay. It, for the
0: for up until like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. everything I posted was about Molly or mentioned Molly or mini Molly or brother mm-hmm. mully but have you met it's me? A, <clears throat> I know you're just amazing <laughs> it's a moment right people are going to see mm-hmm. i'm going to see whoever's going to see social media you're going to see from this time to this time it was pretty much all about this dude and mm-hmm. not just all about us being in a relationship but just you managed to end up in there right um that just means it was a moment and that's all this was to me mm-hmm. i don't i think that what you're saying is fed by the narrative and the dynamic that was created um by maybe. you and your ex maybe. like you were this Ooh. but it's your son maybe and there was nothing else you didn't post anything else cuz you ain't got shit else going on at the time
1: yeah it was true <laughs>
0: so nah i'm not buying that it wasn't over the top you can't p- no one gets to decide how many pictures of your child are too much no one except your child maybe um how many are we talking like 10 pictures a day uh no no i I can i'm sure if it's 10 pictures a day and you change his clothes every time so it could look like it's a different time and you roll him all around new jersey even though he's exhausted so it can look like it's different places because look at me i'm a good dad i'm a good dad i'm a good dad then, okay, there's mm. probably some things going on there. And even that, it is what it is. That's your moment. Right. It wasn't that, though, was it? No. Mm-mm. No. People get their sanity where they get it from.
1: He was definitely it for a hot second. Um, so, yeah, so, to come full circle to this one, where I know it's absolutely not that at all. Um, and for a lot of what you're talking about, I didn't even post the story on Facebook. Right. Because I knew that was going to bring issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a tenuous time anyway because, A, it's the pandemic and, you know, ex-husbands and ex-wives are going to ex-husband and ex-wife mm-hmm. and all the things. So. I mean,
0: I could possibly, at least I don't, maybe not, I, there was a chance that I was going to end up writing something about my experience with my daughter. Mm-hmm. She turned 13 on Saturday. Biter her. And... <laughs> Um, the outlet that I pitched to you has not responded. So there's that.
1: Okay. Shots fired. Um.
0: So, uh, yeah, we went over there, you and I, mm -hmm. and which
1: not to divert from you saying that also had me feeling a way as well. Yeah,
0: obviously. Um, we went over there and did a six feet apart thing. Ring
1: around the (laughs) posing around the birthday cake. And we That we neither uh, lit nor ate.
0: Right, with her dad. Um, we literally, the four of us, just walked around, stopping at every corner of the deck and saying, corner. <laughs> um, yeah. So my point is, you took a picture mm-hmm. of me and my ex-husband and my daughter, one that I will forever cherish, of her turning 13. <laughs> I
1: feel like there's not too many worlds where that sentence exists. Okay,
0: all right. The crazy thing is, though, This is not new for me. Like, I have said that sentence um, with other ex-husbands and other ex-wives and other children. But yeah, so that was really special to me. But I I could not use that photo in a story.
1: But not because of her?
0: Partially because of her and partially because I feel like that's... Her dad's story to tell Mm. he was being super relaxed and goofy and he doesn't show that side of himself on social media. So I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, As far as she's concerned, he and I are now we've moved on from don't post her ever to just be cognizant. And I
1: mean, also, she has her own social media. She does. Even even if it's it's private. It's
0: private. Um, But now it's more like. Just don't do nothing dumb. Like I um,
1: I had a moment with um Cole. I guess it's a couple months ago now. Um, he was, I think he was drawing something on my tablet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he didn't have a shirt on. Mm-hmm. And he is very, very prudish. Yes, churlish to to a point that I didn't realize at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember. So took the photo, posted because he was really intent, and it was a really cute picture and everything else. I showed it to him and he says, Is that on the Facebook? It's like, Yeah. It's like, I don't want that up there. Can you take that down? Mm. No, even better, he no, I wasn't even there. He was talking his mother showed him the photo and she told her to call me. Whoa. And tell me to take it down. Whoa. At which point I was like, I was super apologetic. I was super all the things. It came down immediately. And when I saw him again, it was like, okay, you ask <laughs> you... me next time. And now I ask him, and sometimes he says yes, and sometimes he says no. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And he'll ask me, like, Are you gonna? can you post this one? Right. Like, there's points he wants up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, nah, there's no, we're not doing that. But he, he's funny, too, because we were in Target before going to Target was a death sentence. And I was picking up underwear. Mm-hmm. and he was appalled that the underwear models didn't wear shirts mm. like just nipples all out goodness gracious and it's like, but why do they have to not because you need to be able to see the underwear you can see the sh- underwear with the shirt on he's right
0: you he can not really oh.
1: There's waistbands and stuff like you know and it's like well, why is this like no they just they need a shirt and or he,
0: maybe pasties something would he be okay with that
1: something mm-hmm. but just being out there on his mm. It's also, I realized like when he goes to pools and stuff, it's a different age because now they wear shirts, like the surf shirts or whatever else oh, that's the In vogue thing. Right. Whereas, if I was going to a pool at his age,
0: it was all it was just your shorts. Right. It, it
1: might have been a pair of hanes and <laughs> and you might have been like that might have been it. So he's coming from a whole different space anyway, but it just makes me laugh. It, I'm just realizing so that
0: um, her dad and I, my daughter's dad and I, we've been much more careful about her name than her image and i'm not sure quite where that began um but i'm pretty uh strong and sharp and not forgetful when it comes to calling her by her age and not her name
1: have you you gotten the age right have you messed that up
0: yeah i've always gotten the the age right but what's different i mean
1: because she just had her birthday
0: right i haven't talked about her her yet okay so i haven't talked about she's a 12 year old still um, but what's interesting is that last year I wrote a post about her and I said, I called her the 12 year old. And in the comments, people were like, wait a second, when did she turn 12? Cause maybe it was a month or so since the last time I called her by something and people were on it. Like mm-hmm. she, when did she turn 12? What does she look like? And I was kind of like, eh do i have to announce each year like and now she's the 12 year old like i didn't think i needed to do that right um but she's been her age on facebook since she was three and doing things that people talk about and um i'm really good with that like i don't ever forget not to write her name it's always her age and i'm not quite sure and he doesn't write her name either ever Mm. and neither does her sister. I don't know. I think it's because... I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is. But I appreciate it. I appreciate that people don't know her name.
1: There's a point where he actually had his own Twitter account.
0: Oh, you were one of those parents. Yeah. I see.
1: He had a decent following. Hmm. Um, But we eventually pulled the plug on it because why? Um, Wasn't necessary. Right. But, yeah. I've been less worried about those things except for um again twitter's different but we we came to the conclusion at some point like we're going to do a whole lot of pictures of him on the internet Mm -hmm. so this feels like a little bit of
0: right it's different yeah um but you do know that this is very different than the typical let's agree that we're not going to put his photo up right this is work related this is specific it's individual um oh i realize now I didn't call her by her name because didn't, she didn't have a name for uh, a while. We mm-hmm. struggled with the whole, what the hell are you going to call yourself? So I knew whatever I wrote, people would call her by that, and then it would change and right. be a whole big mess. Um, You know, I told my daughter that when she went into the eighth grade, I would legally change her name.
1: I was about to ask what the status is on that.
0: And she made me promise, me and her dad, when she was – Eight, that we would hold our promise to her and allow her to do it. She knows. She knows that she can do it. You think she she will? I don't think so. I do not. I don't think she will. I think Mm -hmm. that she knows she can go by the name that she prefers. Right. And she's got this other name in her back pocket that's a traditionally male name. And she can walk out. I think she's going to just leave it. She's completely, I'm completely fine with changing it. It's fine. She's never gone by anything else. Right. It's 300 bucks. Fuck it. I okay. think identity is really important. Right. And I know a lot As of- As we are
1: discovering more and more every day.
0: Mm-hmm. I know a lot of parents, when I talked about it over the years, were very, I wish my kid would, and your name is your name. It's not that deep. Um. I was really- Meanwhile,
1: all their kids had nicknames.
0: Right. Um, but the, the point is, you just have a nickname. Right. Like, who's going to change? And then people would always say, what if you pay to get her name changed? And then she wants to change it back. Then she's gonna come And with the idea of, then she changes it back. Or she doesn't. Or I pay $300 right. again. What the fuck? Why? I don't understand why we always have our foot on kids' necks.
1: Because our parents had their foot on our necks. On but, our necks. I
0: know. But I just
1: doesn't make it right or smart, but that's right. what that is.
0: And people also think that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, if she wants to change the name I gave her, she can do it when she's out of the house. Like a lot of people thought she doesn't have the agency or the knowledge to know for sure that she wants to change her name.
1: Well, that's the whole Dwayne Wade, um, Zaya. Zaya, mm-hmm. That's the whole thing with Zaya. Correct. Um, the idea that she's That Zaya too can young. say,
0: this is who I am. Right. Right.
1: And folks went off with that. Of course. I mean,
0: not to that same extreme, of course, but four-year-old, 12-year-old. I'm calling her 12-year-old, 13-year-old. The four-year-old, the 13-year-old, when she was four, came to me in tears. In tears. I don't like this name. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks I'm a boy. I want to change it. And she did. And she never let anybody call her out of her name. If you could have met her at five... Just constantly. That's not my name. That's not my name. Can you please call me? Can you please call me? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Excuse me, person. Like, it's just a male person. Don't worry about that. Right. Just leave it alone. No. mm I told her if she could really handle it, that we would let her change it when it was time. And she took that and ran with it. So it makes me think of whatever ickiness was inside of her that was saying that, it was real. Just like, you know, not just like, I take that back, but- if you have someone like Zaya who's saying this is who I am, right? How do you not just say okay?
1: Especially in a lane where I think more than ever we push our kids to know who they are, right? And then when, but then we don't want them to right, be the, who they are. When then when they think that they are doesn't jive with what you want them to be, then right. it becomes a problem, right? Almost um, like we were saying before, the biggest issue I think parents have from generation to generation is seeing the freedom that they fought for the children to have in the first place. Right. Then it manifests itself and it's uncomfortable because yep. we're taught to not do the things that we've now told our children they can do. Of
0: course. So. Yeah. It's like what I've talked about, about Maisie's, how do I, how am I saying her name? I spent a half an hour <laughs> saying I never say her name, but I always say her name here. Um, you
1: go back and forth. We, we both go back and yeah. forth.
0: Yeah. So I go through this thing with her and her talent. Do I push her? You know, Did I live the life I lived to push my child to be an artist or to not push her to be an artist? Right. It's like that thing where they say, like, your children are going to benefit from your grandparents or whatever. Like, whatever you do, your kids are going to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So my ex-husband, my 23-year-old, sat down with us and said, graduating from high school, I'm going to Rutgers, I'm going to study psychology. And we both sat there and looked at her, blinking. And I was like, you've been painting since you were three. For 15 years, you've been talking about going to the Rhode Island School of Design. Now, out of the clear blue sky, you're going to Rutgers and you're going to be a psychologist. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up. I said, why? Why are you saying this? She said, I'm just scared. I don't want to go out there and be an artist and not be able to support myself. I just want to do something safe.
1: So you realize you two might be the only parents to push your child to go be an art major. To
0: be a starving artist. No, there's <laughs> lots of us. That's my whole point. Right. There's so many of us in this generation that's like, we're going to go broke to send you to art school. God mm-hmm. damn it. And we both told her, we just want you to be happy. Right. We don't want you to be safe. You're going to take your ass to art school and that's final. And she went to art school. So, with the the 13 year old, I don't really know what tact to take. If she comes to me and says, you know what? I think I want to just be a psychologist. I might not say, no, you love art. You got to be an artist. I might be like, okay.
1: So I feel like some of that comes from, and we had this conversation, I think, the other day. Some of this comes from the economic status that we are at the time that we're talking to our children about these things. Of course. So for your older daughter, things weren't as cushy. Right. So the need at that point comes to propel her away from a harder life into something where she can now live a cushier life. Right. The younger daughter now lives in a space where things are easier. Mm -hmm. So the need to propel her forward away from this thing is less so. Right. So there's more, in, in a weird way, not in a weird way, there's more options for the younger one because of that than the older one. At least in terms of the push. Right. There's room to say, well, you figure it out. You know, you're going to be a countenance, or you're going to be an artist, so you're going to dance, so you're going to do whatever. We'll figure it out X, Y, and Z because there's means and routes to recover. If you say, eh, I don't like this thing.
0: I'm just completely, this is really interesting book review in the New York times this week. Um, this guy talks about, he's one of 12 siblings and six of them, uh, suffered from schizophrenia, mm-hmm. like horribly. So, and, it's half memoir, but it's also half like science investigation to figure out how genetically things went so wrong. Right. Um, 10 boys and two girls, all of it was all boys, six boys who suffered. Um, and it's an interesting piece about genetics and how these things work and should they've even had that many children once they saw what was happening to the older ones, all that. And it makes me think sometimes of what my daughter has the little one. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the big one, the little one is just, I don't know, both of them are. I, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know if I should push her or not. She will not do anything unless she feels like it. Right. Nothing. I have I have probably Would offered you- her $500 worth of commissions over the past year. Mm-hmm. None of them have come my way. Would you you get- have offered her. What What was the final price for what you were doing? 120 I think? Something
1: like that. But you got the, it did you get it it's a global pandemic um so it's always I, something <laughs> so I, but I think that again even goes to um with my son my fear with him is what happens when so the younger kids my um the son and, and the younger daughter mm-hmm. calling me i don't know why i keep trying mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. um I'm not going to say Cole has a cushy life, mm. but he's not wanting for anything.
0: Nope. He does have a cushy life, by the way.
1: Okay. Um, fair enough. Um, there is a fear I have of the quote-unquote real world of him being in it mm-hmm. when those things aren't available the way they are right now. And Like it, what? Um, that's the thing. I don't even know. Mm. It's, but I know I came from a space where if I did, if I gain and nothing else, I gain a level of resourcefulness mm. that I feel like doesn't come when you aren't and yeah, you need to be resourceful at a young age. Yeah. And navigating the world without that resource. He's resourcefulness.
0: gonna be navigating the world with a whole bunch of other kids the same age that ain't had no resourcefulness either.
1: Yeah. I mean again, I'm not saying that the fear or worry is um
0: He ain't gonna be teaching in Soundview. We don't know. He might. He might. Um, N- unlikely, <laughs> but
1: but it goes. It, it more goes to the. Um, I want to say unrealistic, but these these constructs that I have built in my mind, knowing where I came from, what I gained from it, and, when in, and seeing him kind of like by seven. By seven, I know I have a better sense of how the world works than he does. Of course, I know more about race. By than seven, seven, you
0: have a better sense of how the world works than my thirty-year-old. Right. So, like, I
1: have an understanding of race that right. our kids don't don't have.
0: Absolutely, that uh, that worries me.
1: Um, but I also have an understanding of being able to spot danger. But you know,
0: we are making it our business. We're afraid of them because of this, but we also don't give them that. Like right, we're not sitting them down, having big race talks, because we appreciate that they don't have to.
1: And that, but that's my point. It's the it's that hard edge of wanting them to have. The tools, but don't want to put them through the pain of learning the things. Right. Because all the stuff is learned through trauma. Mm-hmm. I learned about race because I was fighting in mm-hmm. all white Catholic school every day because the kids didn't like me. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned about race. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to go through that. But because and I he's learned about race
0: because my dad made made me watch Roots when I was three. Right. She ain't doing that either. Right. Um. I just want. I just know this. If Maisie doesn't pursue a career in the arts, I will be utterly heartbroken. In a way that it would not have broken my heart with her sister. Mm. Would have broken my heart, too. But I believe that if she, if Skye did go to Rutgers and become a therapist or become a whatever, she would have still been a painter. Right, She would have painted. She would have sold things on the side. She would have done shows because art was in her spirit and it was going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Maisie decides to be a nail tech, Maisie's going to be a nail tech. And that's gonna be that.
1: This gonna be fly ass nails. So fly ass nails, though.
0: <laughs> I just You better get that girl I some acrylics.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'll be heartbroken if she doesn't use use her her um talents.
1: i in the time I've been around Maisie, I'm not I don't worry about that because I see how intensely she's fo- But she if she lacks anything, it's the structured lessons. Mm-hmm. and the development of skill that way mm-hmm. but she's also so focused on doing the things on her own that she may just end up picking up things that way we mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. it's not a lack of I don't see a lack of will I don't see a lack of desire I don't see a lack of passion she's just not in the mood to do anybody's class or build a portfolio or do those. Like she, she, She's not doing this aiming to get to RISD. She's doing this because no. she just loves doing it.
0: Right. And she thinks that just doing it is going to get her into RISD. Right. She has not run up against that wall yet that's like, oh shit, so all this time. Like this is someone who realized right. I was <laughs> writing a children's book and could not understand for why the life wasn't. of her why I was not putting her name into consideration to Simon & Schuster to have this book illustrated like she don't want to hear that people again, go she, to school for this
1: she thought she was ta- teaching this dance class you were putting yeah. her in for i so. asked
0: her if she wanted to take how did that ha- oh i showed her the brochure mm-hmm. and she was like oh this looks amazing i think it was modern dance mm-hmm. and she asked me how much it paid and i told her how much it costs right. was like no what well, how much they, would they pay me to teach it I realized uh, then that might have been the first time I realized, like, oh shit, this is gonna be a problem. Right. If this nine year old is thinking that I show her a brochure to a dance class and she automatically thinks I'm teaching. I'm teaching it. She sees my mom sees my work. She sees me dancing on this on these walls all the damn time. So there you have it. Mm. I don't know. I think that it's gonna be what's gonna be with her. That's all there is to it. I've always felt like with my youngest daughter, I need to provide what she needs and back away.
1: That's it. Which is something, having watched it, I'm still getting used to. Yeah.
0: Because... Yeah, you can... Oops, sorry. Yeah, you can benefit a little bit. Because
1: I jump into everything. Yes, you do. Um, Yeah. For better or worse. As a parent. (laughs) Gross.
0: Yeah, you got to back up. And I think Cole would specifically benefit for some backup juice. You gotta leave this boy alone. You gotta back up off him. Let him fall. Let him use sharp knives to cut things. I remember when Maisie came home one day from first grade and I was asking her to help me open something. She goes in the drawer, picks out the you know the regular orange box cutter. Mm-hmm. Psh, opens it up. Psh, starts slicing the box open. And I'm like, no! It turns out that At her school, that was somebody's responsibility each week because they had so many cardboard boxes of things—the soups and the this and da da da. Somebody had to cut down the boxes. And they didn't tell the the parents about this. What?
1: Because that would have been a shit
0: grade. You're using a box cutter. They didn't tell the parents because that wasn't even the most dangerous thing that they had them kids doing. (laughs) They use sharp edges all the time, Mm. and the teacher would spend a week in the beginning of the school year. I didn't learn this until I substituted in her class, teaching them how to use it. Now you hand it over to him. Where's the sharp side? It's here. How do you open it? Right here. How do you do the box? Like, lessons. We're not waiting for them to get into the sixth grade so they can start sh- stabbing yeah. each other.
1: That's the same way um, last time Cole was here, he made grilled cheese sandwiches. Yep. And there ended up being several grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> mm-hmm. being made. Mm-hmm. And in the course of it, um, he burned his hand on the pan. Yep. And he walked over to you and was like, I burned my hand. And you said, congratulations, you're a cook now. <laughs> yeah and that was sort of like mm-hmm.
0: and hurts. I can <laughs> promise you that he knows why right that he touched it from the wrong side mm-hmm. or he touched it too soon he knows what happened mm-hmm. and it's not the last time that's gonna happen
1: and that's the other thing so congratulations you're cooked cook now you're gonna burn yourself again you're gonna
0: burn yourself again soon probably today um you got it back up right that's hard for you yep it's fine you get used to it
1: nope <laughs> I'll help you. <laughs> no, you already have quite a bit. Um I'm learning to back up off myself. Mm. Forget coal. Mm. I don't even know what that. <laughs> I don't
0: even know what that means. <laughs> oh my god. You really didn't do this?
1: Nope.
0: Did you do this on purpose? Did you forget? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. This I'd wait for the opening. This wasn't one. Oh, and I messed that up. One more time.
0: I saw what Jermaine tweeted. That's nice.
1: Yeah.
0: You have to tweet slower.
1: Why would I mess up? Because
0: your tweets almost uh, often have typos in them.
1: Oh, yeah. I've halfway given up on it. Oh. Did anyone have a typo? Okay. Several. I did? <laughs> uh, if it, it
0: doesn't bother you, then it's fine. But I want you to be more conscious of it. Yeah, I'll delete it. Don't delete it. Why? It's not that deep.
1: No, i delete it and redo it. You're not in front of the mic. So now we just have dead air.
0: No, we didn't because you just said now we have dead air.
1: Because <laughs> somebody what?
0: Somebody already engaged with it. Okay. But it's not that deep. I'm just telling you for future tweets.
1: Well, also you said several, which it doesn't make me feel okay, any Okay, two. It was a one line <laughs> tweet.
0: Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> just be careful because it's. I've noticed it.
1: What needs to happen is Twitter needs to have an edit button. I know. And stop. But until you do. Life. Oh, Jada. Who's um, Jada? Jada Gomez. Oh, Jada Gomez, yeah. She interacted. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah. Me and typos are a thing.
2: Yeah. It's okay.
1: My editor gets on my ass all the time about Fuck her. typos. I have. She
0: <laughs> that was good. You did this right. Oh, okay. um, she's annoying.
1: She's made me better, though. Has she? Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me one thing you really, something concrete you learned from her about writing that you're gonna take with you, even after you don't have to deal with her Gets anymore. Get
1: to the
2: story. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm good for. Uh, thousand words leading to the crux really? of a story. Really? Even now, that's the first thing I do. Like, when I wrote this last week, the first thing was strong first line, get to the story. Yes. Strong first line, get to the story. Awesome. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that that is stuck quite a bit.
0: That's actually uh, on Wednesday on my Facebook Live. I'm going to be talking about a pitch I got from Jelani Turner-Williams for Level that was, like, almost flawless.
1: Level.medium.com.
0: And, um, we should,
1: do we, think, I feel like we need to stop doing that? We
0: need a bed for that. No, we don't stop doing mm-hmm. that. Um, she, her pitch was just that mm-hmm. strong first sentence, keep it moving. Um, it was somehow both packed with information and yet light enough that I didn't feel overwhelmed right. reading it. Um,
1: as opposed to, no, do we? We can't. Okay,
0: those are the kind of people that listen. Mm-hmm. When they're looking for you in the <laughs> middle of the night to find out why you didn't. No, I'll just say this that I've seen uh, pitches of. in the past that were heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing is, which I don't think people. Well, this is not. This is not writing practice. This is good talk. But I'm gonna tell say me about it anyway. writing practice. Um, writing practice. Yeah, what is writing practice? Pra- writing practice is another podcast that um, I'm in on do do something that i do and it's based on facebook lives that i've done over the past two years um and all the different lessons you know there's some good shit on that podcast
1: i know you say so at the, be- at the intro <laughs> of
0: everyone <laughs> no i'm serious like it's weird because i was doing this not with Keep Not keeping in mind that it could live. Mm -hmm. It just always felt very singular. In the moment. It felt very in the moment. I told you, I never thought of anyone besides the 10 people right, or 12 people or maybe 15 on a good night that were there with me.
1: It's kind of amazing, honestly, that with that in mind, it maintained itself for two years. Because who does this for two years for 10 people?
0: Yeah, I did this... For myself, mm-hmm. just to engage with people because I'm home by myself all the time, it was a way for me to be like, hey, guys. Right. Um, I did it because I've always felt like I have a responsibility to help writers um, for free. I'm trying to get myself out of that responsibility. Um, Don't worry. Yeah, but I do. <laughs> I've always felt like uh, there's so many people that have guided my career, and I want to give back in some way. Right. And and then also, I, I, most of my clients that I've gotten... From coaching for coaching came out of a live mm-hmm. or some type of class. So
1: the the other thing I realized too in the times I've whether it's me coaching or whatever it is, you forget how much you know. Yes. And you realize what it is just be by either answering questions or just having yes. the conversations. Absolutely. Like it just kind of flows back Absolutely. out of you. Absolutely.
0: And it also just keeps you sharper. Right. Like I could not I used to just sit in my apartment all day staring at the walls. Um, I remember that there would be days where I could go an entire day and not open my mouth.
1: Yeah, I've had those too. It's
0: where you at the end of the day, your mouth feels all weird because w- you didn't say any words. I would
1: call like my mother, like four in the afternoon. and My voice would be cracking. Yeah, And she's like, were you asleep? It's like, no, you're the nope. first person I've spoken to today. You're the first word. You're hearing the first words out of my mouth for the day.
0: I've, I've, I've felt that before. Um, so this helped me to not have that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it. I love going back over them. I love hearing what I had to offer and, uh, it's pretty cool. So I'm looking at my l- most recent writing practice slash Facebook live and there were about 20 people online with me and when I was done, there were probably like maybe a hundred views. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now and there's 332 views. Mm-hmm. Are those huge ass, get some advertisers, dollars, money? No. But the fact that.
1: Except those, are, that's also, you've had more than that as well. Of
0: course. I've had 700 views, 800 views. Right. But never more than about 20 people during the live. Right, The people come later mm-hmm. and they want to check in and see what the hell I was talking about. Right. So um, now they don't have to go back to Facebook. They can just subscribe to Writing Practice and get a little poop poop, and you'll you know Everybody have access. Likes a little boop, boop. <laughs> Everybody likes a little poop poop, and have access to it. Mm. So I've been I've been enjoying it. I don't remember why you asked me to talk about this.
1: Uh, you're talking about the pitch and doing the live and yes. discussing the pitch. Oh yeah,
0: because I'm gonna do that on Wednesday. I'm really excited about that. By the way, I'm gonna post that tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Good times. No podcasters love.
0: <laughs> Can we just say what we're doing?
1: Dead air. Uh, staring at each, other, we're staring wondering at who's each goes, other. Who's going to go next?
0: Because uh, I was about to say something inappropriate. That's why I'm staring at you. Because mm, I'm going to keep that to myself. I have
1: moments where I am trying to figure out what we're going to talk about next because we don't script any of this.
0: Do you think people don't know that? I'm,
1: I'm sure they do by now. But um, it but, does
0: kind of seem like we we know what we're going to talk about.
1: Does it? If I,
0: I were listening to us, I would think we knew what we were going to talk about, and we just try to pretend like we don't.
1: Because like, there's, oh,
0: and so what about that the salad we had today?
1: Because there's a world where I do a lot of cleaning on these shows and a lot of editing, and why to make them seem a little bit more structured and flowy. Like we we flow, but then we'll have like sort of stagnated spots where. And very rarely, producer would take those out. Um, Mm, I see, actually, we don't have very much of those, except for the fact that I put out an episode literally called Awkward as Fuck because we had just had (sighs) an argument and we were just sitting there being was the argument that day or or was was it the day before? Uh, yes, actually, which one? Yes, okay. Um, we were, I think that was the if there's a seven year itch in isolation mm-hmm. it is a seven day itch mm-hmm. i think we hit it around that point where we're just mm-hmm. kind of like and we've kind of come back to like okay back to no but we had a couple of days where it was, eh, i don't like you love you don't like you
0: so i had a moment where i loved you and didn't like you but way after that it was like yesterday you want me to tell you about it
1: not really but go ahead <laughs> i don't have to I, I i'm sure everybody else wants to hear it was no, actually
0: the day before yesterday um, and we were laying down. Oh, you were yeah, laying down. Yeah, and we were talking about something super random, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, we both realized we both had quite the come to Jesus moment earlier that day. Mm-hmm. Because, and you're the one. Actually, not we both. You're the one who said this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We realized that a hundred percent of our problems come from two different things. Half of it is. Well,
1: you realized one. I realized the other. Yes,
0: and I think I realized. Half of the time I say anything, I'm actually talking to myself, and I don't need a response from you at all. Mm-hmm. And the other half of the time, and and that knowledge can get us in trouble. Right. Um. And then the other half is
1: that I make the mistake of engaging in your pessimism. Yes. Um. There's very little that comes across our lives, news feeds, Twitters, whatever.
0: That I'm not like. Mm. Right. Yeah. So we realized that and I was like, oh my God, like we are now certified
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> family counselors <laughs> because that's truly is a hundred percent of our conflict. Right. hundred percent of the time it's going to either come from, I said something and you responded and it didn't really need a response and it goes down the wire mm-hmm. or I am pessimistic about something also that doesn't really need a response. Actually,
1: actually I think it's both at the same time is generally Both at the same time is a clusterfuck. Because we it could
0: be separate things, too. But right. it happens together, too. Because we'll
1: have plenty of times where we'll talk about something that we view a little differently. Yes. And, but then there are the times where I think it is a mix of...
0: The mix is just, just... It's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. So this particular time, it was a mix. And I can't remember if that was it must have been before we came to this conclusion because you probably wouldn't have said this after that. But I'm rubbing you your back. You give me back. too much
1: credit, I might have. I'm I might your have back. still said whatever it was.
0: No, because I would have brought it up to you and say, didn't we just talk about how we can't do this? Mm. I'm rubbing your back and we're talking about X, Y, Z. For the life of me, I can't remember what it was, right. but it was not important. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I just, oh, I remember now. And I still feel this way. The BBC has been showing these archives oh, God. of this guy. What's his name? Brit? Uh, Tony Brits. Tony Brits, um, who in the 80s was, no, we're not playing it. Don't even. Why? No. Um, he was, for some reason, some news uh, agency. I mean, newscasting something. It's
1: like the British version of the Today Show.
0: Yes. And he would come on every week and do like a two-minute long Jazzercise slash dance slash thing. And he'd be talking to the camera as if you're in there with him. You know, come on, guys. Kind of Richard Simmons esque. Right. And meanwhile, in the studio, these white folks are just staring at him. He has on minimal clothing. His body is something out of a catalog. And, uh,. He's just, it's just weirdly fascinating. And I was,
1: the only thing that made me uncomfortable was the white folks sitting on the couch just watching him do Mm -hmm. these exercises. That folk.
0: So, of course, the first thing I wanted to know is, so I have this thing about like, like right now I'm looking at your t-shirt. And you have on a t-shirt that's based on a famous photo of Big by Baron Claiborne with the shades and the crown and the Coogee sweater. I believe he's
1: actually suing the estate right now.
0: As he should. So, Baron does not get paid um, for all the different iterations of that particular photo that exists, including the one that Shane is wearing right now. And that bothers me, you know, as someone who has work that's copywritten, um, it matters to me, uh, how people's work is uh saved and cherished and that the creatives get this done properly. Um For example, my daughter wanted to buy these stickers from Amazon. Supreme stickers and Red Bull and all these fancy icons of things. And I was like, you know these are not real. You know these are not coming from the actual place. A Supreme sticker is probably 50 bucks. You know this. So if you're going to get these, understand that they're counterfeit and what that means to your sense of morality. And she was like, fine, I'm not getting them. She ended up getting them anyway, but. I care about those things. So the first thing I thought was, how does Mr. Brits feel about these episodes being replayed? Like, is he okay with this? So I look him up. He passed away in 1988. And from, he passed away in 1988. And it just, it gave me a sinky feeling inside. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the idea of not knowing whether or not he would be okay with it. And knowing that he passed away not long after he was making these things, it's not like he passed away last year after years of talking about his show and laughing about it or being good-natured. Um, some Did he get a check? Like, did he get paid for it? Was he in a good way? You know, I took it. And so I was talking to myself. I'm rubbing Shane's back. One? Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder so, if he got paid for that. So
1: here's the, other, here's the hard part with this. We started off – Talking to each other. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: At some point, you are no longer talking to me. If you start off having these ethereal conversations I wasn't Mm -hmm. a part of, Mm -hmm. it'd be one thing.
0: Well, no, actually, maybe not. Maybe this time I was talking to you the whole time. But I started off by saying, I don't know how I feel about this. What if he didn't want, what if he wouldn't want this to be out there now? And you were like, well, he's dead. And I was like, but still, I want my memory to be cherished in a certain way after I'm dead. And you were like, "Well, I said, what if he didn't get paid for it?" And you said, "Well, then he didn't get paid for it. Did he sign a contract?" And I was like, "Wait, since when is that okay to not be compensated? And we're okay with it because you didn't sign a contract?"
1: And my response was, "If he got what he wanted out of the opportunity, right. then you say you
0: don't know that he, he didn't he was get in death what wish he got." It. Right. He was in death wish, death wish Street. So I was like, "I guess," but I just don't. It doesn't make me feel good. And you said, "You know, you could be really dark," and. Everything doesn't have to be such a sad story. And I was really hurt by that because I think that that's actually the exact opposite of who I am and what I bring to the table in our relationship with my friends. Just in general, I feel like I'm almost always the one to be like, how do we see the bright side in this? Or how are we going to make this work? how is this going to be okay?
1: That is true in the things, and I'm probably going to get myself in trouble. So enjoy, guys. That is true. In my experience, that's true in the things that directly involve people around you. When it's the artists or the people that we don't know, like Brits or whomever else, it's the, it airs towards they might not have wanted this or they probably didn't want this as opposed to just enjoying the thing.
0: And that's because of the industry that I'm in and the stories that I've seen over the past 21 years. If you're in entertainment... There's a 99% chance that you got fucked over. That you didn't get what you wanted. And Death Wish 3 wasn't what you were looking for. You had to fuck somebody just to get on that stupid-ass show. And you didn't want to do it in the first place. Like, like for real, seriously, all I know is bad shit. So whenever I see stuff like that, I automatically think, not based on some pie-in-the-sky imagination, based on the things that I've actually seen. I've seen some really awful things. Mm-hmm. Um, in this in in entertainment, so when I say that or when I ask, like, it's almost like if you've seen child sex workers or something like that, then you always see kids and you're like in the playground and you're like, I wonder if that's is this really his mom? He doesn't look like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But your go to is going to be that because you're familiar with that. So for me, whenever I see somebody like Brits or your T shirt, like I hate that shirt like i don't like it when i see things like that i don't hate the shirt but it really does like i really do think about it um so where where people might be like it's not that deep i don't feel that way
1: so just to be clear when i say um that you can go dark i'm not talking about with everything in your life. I'm not talking about in conversations with friends. I'm talking about in this specific instances where it's an archival thing from an artist or a performer. It always, in my experience, goes to that space.
0: Because that's where it always goes in that world. It goes dark. I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of, and that was a happy ending for that person. Especially if they die relatively young, which he did. Mm-hmm. But at no matter what, I didn't feel like it was hurtful to me because I didn't feel like that. You know, obviously, you didn't say you can be dark sometimes when it comes to archival, blah blah blah, which you shouldn't have to. But and because you didn't, I can only go by what you said. And you didn't, you didn't say you can be dark when. XYZ.
1: Right, because I'm assuming that you understand the context of the conversation we have in that moment. Not that I'm saying anything about the entirety of your life. I wouldn't. I couldn't be with you if you were dark for the entirety of your life and everything was doom and gloom. That wouldn't work. Right. It was about these specific instances, um, and I don't know if that's a failing on me in terms of being more specific, or it wasn't a failing on anybody. Failing is wrong word. Um, I don't know if it's a matter. It's on me to be more specific, or for you to understand, not understand, but to trust context more. It's not that you don't get context. I feel like you don't trust the context of the things that are being said when they are critical.
0: So in that instance, I think we it's one of those things. It goes under the 100%. I'm talking out loud, and I'm going counter what you're saying and being pessimistic about something. So that was a perfect example of a time where... We should have seen that one coming and somehow headed it off at the pass, Mm -hmm. which I think we're going to figure out. At least I know I've been able to think about it a little bit more.
1: Like um, another example, Um, might have been the same day or the day before, whatever it was. Um, We were going out to do something or other and I grabbed a balacava and handed it to you to wear as a mask. Mm-hmm. and this on that same day they said you know we've gotten to a point where everybody should just wear, just a, wear mask. a mask and hand it to you and i can't remember what she said but it was essentially i ain't wearing this no it wasn't beyond a for, it started off with i don't i'm not wearing this and then i said well it's been recommended it's like well i don't believe blah, yeah. blah, blah. so at that point i said i i stopped and just texted you a link mm-hmm. and called it a day mm-hmm. um i don't know how good or n- not good that is, either.
0: That's better than talking about it. Mm. Something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because because
1: that can come off as petty, Betty, as well.
0: Actually, I don't remember you. I remember you sending me a link, but I don't remember feeling like it was in the moment, like you said that oh, and I would was... say that. I don't. I might not have seen it, and so yeah, later I, I said
1: that like a minute later.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Even still, but we researched. I'm still super. The the CDC also told us don't bother wearing a mask two weeks ago.
1: Right, but I'm, but so my thing was I'm I'm going off the latest information. And your your response was essentially the latest information, either was wrong or didn't exist.
0: Right. So I stand it, by that.
1: And it was with no that didn't exist.
0: That is wrong. That it could be wrong or. All I know is the CDC told me don't bother wearing a mask two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me they're now saying wear a mask, Mm -hmm. I'm shrugging. Like, okay, what's it going to be next week? A mask is going to kill you? Because the coronavirus is attracted to masks and they just zip onto your face.
1: So so I go by the idea of like they're trying to catch up and learn, figure out what's going on. And as they do, the information changes.
0: And I just think they don't know what's happening.
1: Right, which is why I go with the latest information.
0: Which is why you wear a mask and I don't. (laughs) So oh wait, you're holding it. Don't you dare hold me down? Don't you dare anyway, I think we made I think the moment I was in the bathroom, I will never forget it. I was in the bathroom talking about I don't know what how it came up, but I just remember saying, you know, most of the no, you said, who said it first about the things that get you, us in you, know, trouble? you start off with I said most of the you're time talking. yeah, and I was like the majority of times that we have conflict. It's because I'm talking and I'm not really talking to anybody, right. and you engage, and you say, "Yeah." And the other side of the time is when you're being <laughs> pessimistic, dark, and pessimistic, and yeah. horrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm engaging in that, and I was like, "That's it.
1: So it's we're all, done." So all I hear is, "It's all your fault."
0: It's all my fault. <laughs> it is all my fault. Um, I. It's really hard for me to get used to you listening to me, which is a, and engaging. Which with is me. such
1: an interesting recurring theme. In terms of it being difficult.
0: Yeah. I'm used to talking to myself. Not just because. Oh well, no. It's,
1: you're used to talking to yourself. That's one. Yep. But when you're talking to other people in relationships, mm-hmm. you are used to that even being heard then. Correct. I and definitely I, have been in I relationships. Do, and, and I do both. <laughs> Which what? Ta- yeah, I, of course. I listen and I listen. Yes. So It's true.
0: I definitely have been in relationships where if I say, you know what? I think that. trying to think of something really. Oh, I think that the next story I write is going to be about the mean girls of Morehouse. I think it's time to revisit that. I am used to not hearing a single response to that. Right. And not tripping. Not Mm -hmm. being like, excuse me, did you hear me? There are other things I might say where I'm expecting a response. But you know what? I could also say that to myself in an empty apartment.
1: Out loud. When is your the apartment?
0: No, not now. I'm saying oh, I, okay. in my life.
1: It's <laughs> like we we don't have. There
0: that. are times where I've just been in my apartment, talking out loud about mm-hmm. random things, and there's nobody there to respond. Mm-hmm. You respond. I Gotta stop. Gotta stop paying attention to me. Gotta stop being good to me. Okay. Gotta be more punishing. Ew. Ew. <laughs>
1: Uh what time is it 10 10 sleep hygiene
0: we gotta get right how does your sleep hygiene work what can you do better in terms of sleep hygiene
1: Hmm. i think my sleep hygiene gets better and again it's hard now my sleep hygiene is better hours before by being more active what I do you ha-
0: mean? Like at seven, you should be running around?
1: At even at noon, at one, uh, at two. Wear yourself out. Do things, walk, do yep. something. Yep. Um, Right now, it's not conducive to that. But I also feel like even before all this happened, I was just getting back to working out again. And that was huge for mm-hmm. my sleep. Yep. Um, And actually, funny enough, I started working out because I was having trouble sleeping, it was like three in the morning. I went to the gym, oh, I remember. Worked out for an hour, mm-hmm. came back and knocked out. And then was determined to like make that a regular thing. I was, I think, I worked out like the next four or five days in a row, mm. and it was helpful. Um, even if it's just being in here, I got to push ups, sit ups, jumping jacks, ten thousand steps around this bedroom, whatever it is, I got to do something. To I want to do something
0: too. Gym. We oh. talked about um, how we each gained weight. Mm-hmm. Over the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I gained four pounds. Um,
1: I gained seven.
0: Yep. And I'm, then... I'm
1: down two. You're down... Down four. Down on four.
0: Pretty weird, considering I haven't exercised, and I've only slightly paid attention to what I'm eating. Were there other things going on, possibly? No, those things are happening soon. Uh. So, the numbers are going to come back up soon. Um, I mean, it's late, actually, but... We're mm. expecting something. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? That would be horrible. Anyway, um, sleep hygiene for me looks like getting in the bed and not getting out, even if I'm sleeping, even if I'm not sleeping. I
1: think it's also chucking all devices as far away from me yeah, as possible. Yeah, I, I
0: picked up some magazines instead. So last night I was reading, oh, tonight I'm going to read Popular Mechanics, which I didn't even know still existed. mm mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm gonna try to do.
1: Do not read the time coronavirus.
0: Oh, oh God, no! <laughs> I will not.
1: Issue on the cor. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me is I need to be more active. I think that would help with the anxiety, right, and all the things as well. But
0: sometimes you have to do a jump start. Sometimes you have to start at the end at bedtime. Mm. And for me, resetting my sleep hygiene is going to bed at the right time at night. Getting up early in the morning. Then when you work out, you know for sure by 10 o'clock you'll be exhausted. Because getting up at 10 or 11 and mm. then be doing all the things, uh-uh. you got to be up early and then right. do all the things. So, yeah, I guess in that case it's... You want some secret meds? No
1: nah, You know you want to try one. Nah. The other problem is we had sex too early today. That would have helped.
0: We had sex too early or too late? Too early. Oh, yeah. It wasn't early enough for it to be the early that we did. It was like six. We, it was we, pre-dinner. We'll then.
1: We need like a good nine o'clock. In the morning? No, at night. Oh. To but actually get... To, to, get, to make
0: f- you make sleep? Yeah. To make you feel sleepy? Yeah.
1: It's not my favorite time to do it, but that would have... I helped. didn't
0: know that was on the table at all. What? Nighttime I- sex. I thought we were fully daytime sex.
1: I, I think we are. I'm just saying in terms of, just in terms of sleep, I think it help see. with sleep.
0: Okay. Well, you're not going to use my vagina to help you get to sleep, sir. I That's not you, what I'm here for.
1: I told you your nickname is melatonin.
0: <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That's how I'm getting you a t-shirt. It's 9 a.m. 9 a.m. sex will also make sure you're exhausted at 10 p.m.
1: No, that, that gives me the 11 a.m. nap. <laughs> <laughs> where you're yeah, actually not even that, it's the 1 p.m. nap where you're on a meeting and I'm just laid out on the couch.
0: Mm,
2: it was good. Mm-mm.
1: What?
0: Okay, we're not having any more lost oh, episodes mm. here. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> at least you're starting at the end so I can so it's potentially to cut? clip it.
0: There's nothing clippable here.
1: No, I'm saying if you had started, oh, mm-mm.
0: nope. Yeah. I'm good.
1: All right, so sleep hygiene starts now. The talk. Good talk. Wait. Question. Yeah. You have it? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, God.
0: I have it. So Marcel Proust. <laughs> he was a uh salon guy. Not a salonist. He was a come on, tell us the story about Marcel Proust. Come on. Shane. Supposed to be telling us about myself? Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pick a good one. You know, I really should be picking at random. Give me a number from one to 35. 34. That's how we're gonna do this. How would you like to die?
1: We did that one. Uh, 18.
0: If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be?
1: Do we do that one? No, I don't think we did. Um, I would trust my abilities more,
0: mm.
1: or just trust myself more. Period.
0: Hmm. That's a good word. Wait, do so, I have except to answer? Except you're that? bored. That's a good word. No, no, no. I'm just tired anyway. I yeah, know. Do I answer that one? Or do I say another one?
1: No, you answer that one. Oh
0: gosh, they're not specific this physical personality whatever okay so here's a plan this is what i'm doing when i turn how old am i i'm 46 so at 48 i'm getting like a complete overhaul of all the parts yeah that's right i said it you could judge your mama i'm getting all the things so i'm gonna go i'm like a 34b right now i'm gonna go up to a 34c maybe a d yeah. I might just do a lift. I'd like to a lift a Punch C. in the eye in, in the street. These are really, really not what you think. Um, they can be very, very, you know, small. I mean, not small, but handleable. And the interesting thing is, so I'm like, yeah, I'll get some new boobs. But I got to say, five years ago, I had this long list of things that I was going to get done one day to myself. If I wanted to. And I couldn't even tell you what they are. I don't know. Outside of like maybe some boobs, which maybe not. I can't tell you. Isn't that great? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think I may have even said maybe a tummy tuck. And either my tummy wasn't tucked five years ago. Or I just don't care anymore. Or something in between that. Or I don't feel like it's tuckable.
1: Yeah, But there mortifying. is
0: no way I would be getting under somebody's mf and knife for a tummy tuck. Not for this tummy. So maybe five years ago. Not me, for those
1: boobs, but that's your
0: call. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But anywho, so that's it. I get a boob job. It says, "What if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? That's a horrible thing to say. My boobs? I take that back.
1: Nope. I have to. I give you an and. My
0: boobs. And.
1: If you say butt lift, I'm throwing m- a mic at um, you.
0: My ass is fucking spectacular. Um, I take that back it's not spectacular but I like it Um, my need to my inability to rest I wish I could just turn everything off sometimes it's that's, that's actually gotten be better since I've known you it's better but it's not where I want it to be
1: mm, you'll get there
0: yeah that's it mm.
1: Good
0: talk. Good talk. Um, uh, I no, 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 no. Sleeping. Are you sleeping?
1: Just had to get something in there, huh?
0: <laughs> oh darn! Was I supposed to not?
1: <laughs> no, okay. Oh,
0: I wasn't. I really wasn't thinking about it. To uh, be honest with you,
1: I think I want some ice cream though.